Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Welcome into this week's edition of the podcast, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Plan with the Tax Man. Always glad to have you here as Tony and I talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about some key financial decisions during major life events. Uh, so I've got several of these. We'll try to get through as many as we can. But it's always important to kind of try to keep a level head through major life events. And we, we know that's usually not possible uh, in many cases. So that's where I think uh, having an advisor in your corner, uh, having a quality professional there can help you uh, when dealing with some of these things. So we'll have Tony highlight some areas to think about from that financial standpoint during these. Tony, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Summer's in full swing and, uh, and trying to enjoy it. Weather's good. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. You know, I know that you've been doing this obviously a long time and you've seen lots of different scenarios and situations. So, uh, you know, it's it'll work pretty well, I think, for you to kind of give us some things to think about, uh, whether they're, you know, positives or negatives, right? Some of these life events here, are some are positive, some are negative, uh, and uh, and just some financial highlights to, to make sure that we're thinking about should one of these things happen to us, because many of these on this list are going to happen to probably all of us. Uh, along the Sometime. way somewhere. And some of them hopefully will not, but uh, you know it's possible. So let's go through and, and uh, have you give us some highlights, shall we? Okay. Sounds right. good. Let's jump in here. Uh, we'll start with me. I know you primarily are listening audience as retirees, pre-retirees, but you do have some younger clients as well. And mm-hmm. um, and so maybe, maybe it's a first marriage, right? So let's start with marriage and just say, there's definitely things you want to consider and think about um, you know, when you're young or even if you got married later in life, like, you know, I was 33 before I, I got married the first, you know, well, I've only been married the one time, but I started to say the first time. It's only been the one time. Uh, but uh, I was 33, right? So, you know, I was already fairly established. So there's things to think about whenever you're, you know, jumping into that. There is. And, you know, marriage for, for a lot of us is, uh, it, it is eye-opening, like you said, in a lot of ways. And, some of this financial stuff, uh, you know, nobody really talks to you about. And so I'm glad we start with this one because my own son got married last year at 26. Okay. And so he's had to go through some of this stuff. And we, you know, we had kind of some of the same conversations because there isn't, uh, you know, just some book out there. You could just go read and, and have it all down. And none of this really is necessarily black and white, right or wrong. It's just, you know, different, different ways to do things. But one of the biggest ones and one of the first ones is, is now you've got Generally, especially if you're younger, you know, you've got two two people working, so you've got two sources of income. So it's all about the finances and what are you going to do? You know, now you've got one set of bills. Who's going to pay them? You know, are we combining our money and paying everything out, and then we spend the rest? Or you know, that's that's what I get a lot. Others come to me and say, "Well, you know, he's he's going to pay these bills. I'm going to pay these bills, and then the rest uh, will decide what we want to do." So I think that's. That's a big thing because that's hard for a lot of people, whether you're going to, you know, especially if you've uh, maybe you are a little older and you used to living on your own and just paying all your own bills. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do do we have a joint account? We have two separate accounts. I think uh, that's that's key. Um, If you say, well, what's your opinion? Mm -hmm. If you ask me my opinion. Right. uh, You know, I tend to lean towards uh, the joint account uh, because I think you're, you know, now you're one team, you're one. Right. And. You know, everybody needs to be involved. It's not like the old days where all the guys paid all the bills and the 
women, you know, stayed home and cooked. Yeah, type of thing. I mean, yeah, both I, people I, are usually working. Yeah, they definitely are. I, I think the modern era too, though. Uh, it's definitely so. My wife and I, Tony, we are completely separate on everything. Now, are both you? of our yeah. na- both of our names are on the on the house, but I mm-hmm. pay the mortgage. Um, right. But she pays you know, uh, all the utilities and she pays the insurance. So like, I think you can do this. And again, I was 33, right. And she yeah. was, she was already uh, 30. Right. So, you know, we'd been paying our own bills and having our own life. So I think it's, you know, either scenario, if you're a younger couple, maybe the joint thing is probably the way to go. Cause you're definitely combining, you know, probably not making as much and so on and so forth. Right. But I think as long as you're honest and talk with each other, you can find a balance with either system, but make sure you do find the one that's right for you. Right. So, because, we all know marriage is the number one, or I mean, uh, money is the number one fight in a marriage, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, even, and I'm not saying one's right. No, no, not at all. Just, you know, just point sure. counterpoint. Uh, yeah. 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 And I think with either way you go, you know, you, after, after the bills are paid, however you're going to pay them, I still think it needs to be a team effort of sitting down saying, okay, hopefully you've got some left at the end of every month. You've right. got some positive yeah. cash flow. Yeah. Exactly. And then you both decide, what to do with it rather than, and I've had a few couples fighting in, in my office at tax time that don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, the, the guy makes a lot more than, than uh, his wife and, you know, she wants stuff and he's saying, well, I, I already pay my share of the bills. That, that's your problem. Yeah. That's a tougher, and yeah, I, that's a tougher. Yeah. Road, that, yeah. That, yeah that, that, that's not the, that's not the team approach. So no. again, uh, it, it takes some, some discussion, some maybe compromise and, you know, come up with something for you both. Cause in the, at the end of the day, when we get back, because we, we've been talking a lot about retirement planning lately and decided to mix it up today. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, hopefully you've got some money left and, you know, you, you so you both can save for your goals, I think. Yeah. And, and I uh, think, you know, like even for our strategy, you know, we, we had those conversations going into it ahead of time. And we both, mm-hmm. uh, for a while, she made more than me. And then in the last, you know, 15 years, we've pretty much just been, you know, right there neck and neck. One will go up a little bit. The next one will go up a little bit. So, you know, I think that can certainly lend a hand to that uh, lack of frustration as well. But as long as you have those conversations and are honest with each other ahead of time, then hopefully you can work your way through that. And, and actually, we'll go right into the second one because it's remarriage. Okay, so a lot of yeah. our audience is uh, older, maybe retirees or pre-retirees, and gray divorces have been a huge thing. So maybe you're getting a, a you know getting remarried at a later stage in life. Certainly more challenges here because you do have more things to try, to try to combine. You do. There's a lot of big challenges here, unlike the the first marriage with you know the younger people, so to speak. But just like you're saying, you know, many of these people that are getting re- remarried have families. They have other concerns, especially the kids, you know, and they've been through this before. And now all of a sudden their needs are a little more, what I find with, with people coming in for remarriage is a little more self-focused, uh, self-centered, if you will. It's like, you know, well, my money's my money. We're getting remarried, you know, but you have kids, maybe I have kids and I need to take care of these guys first and kind of then us. And uh, so I think a lot of discussion needs to be made there about, you know, who's valuing what and and how and yep, great point you know yeah what what kind of things you're bringing into the marriage too a lot of people bring old tax debts into marriages and uh, so i think that needs to be discussed because obviously an innocent spouse may not want to be you know drug into uh, you know a prior tax situation and have mm-hmm. some of their money maybe maybe you know uh, taken for that especially if you didn't disclose uh, it right yeah, if you didn't disclose it, you know yeah, that's that's there's that's issues. not good. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's never a good recipe. That's right. Uh, 
but you know, there's, there's things too, you know, now you've got, again, second marriage, you definitely have to take a look at your own retirement plan. You might have two separate ones, beneficiaries, making sure those are updated, making sure, you know, insurance policies are updated properly. And then of course, the last thing is, you know, at the end with estate planning, which I, I've seen a lot of families get into huge fights, uh, you know, about estates and whatnot, you know, and, um, Potentially, you know, for example, a gentleman that came in a couple of years ago, he had remarried, his former wife died, remarried, but, you know, he was going to leave all his money to his new wife and the kids were just absolutely out of their minds with that. And yeah, that's tough. You know, it really caused a lot of animosity. Oh, yeah. Fra- yeah. It'll fracture some things, that's for sure. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, there's some definitely good things to consider. Uh, maybe a prenup is something that's worth having a conversation yeah. on, either yeah. either situation of those. And again, it's all about having those chats before you go through these major life events. So since we're in this realm, let's just go ahead and go with divorce uh, next. As I mentioned, gray divorces, especially for our demographic, is higher and higher on the rise. Uh, which is just kind of mind-boggling to me, but you know, people under you know over fifty are getting divorces more, and uh, so what's some things to think of here? You touched on a couple, but give us some things to to uh, think about uh, from a financial standpoint. I think the one thing is is you know in most states, you know, you're going to be dividing up your assets, and you know, so that there's that's a source of real contention in in a lot of cases on how that's going to be done, and again with divorce. I'd say, you know, with all of these, you should talk to some advisor. Divorce, obviously, uh, you know. You need a, you need a lawyer your, as well. Clearly. Yeah, you need yeah. an attorney yeah. uh, to uh, protect your interests. And then, you know, maybe your financial advisor. But and in I, our realm, I was going to say, Tony, that's side, a good point, though, with the financial side, too, right? People might think about a divorce and they think, well, I just need a lawyer, right? Well, no, yeah. especially if you're older, because yeah. now you're talking about dividing possibly retirement accounts. Uh, you know, yeah. a 401ks, uh, the home, I mean, maybe there's rental yeah. property. I mean, there's lots of stuff to have to there, divide. There is. And on the, on the finance area with us, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, since I'm getting the home, I had to give my, my now ex-spouse half of my retirement. Well, that, that comes back into our realm a little bit. It's like, okay, sure. well, now you just have your retirement left. Yeah. You have a home, but you have to live in that. That's not going to throw off any income. What are we going to do? Our, how's our plan changed now going forward? And uh, so you have to re kind of engineer the financial plan and maybe your goals need to be readjusted as well. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, because you're going to have to reset this up. You're going to have to look at, okay, what's the shortfall now that you've lost, you know, maybe half or whatever the case is, especially if you're getting closer to retirement. So, uh, and you'll want to make sure just kind of like with the other one, you want to make sure that you've updated any kind of documents and paperwork that you need to do as well. Not leaving off, you know, removing the old spouse, um, or updating, you know, all the documents, powers of attorney, all that stuff, right? All that stuff, yeah. Okay. And, and again, a, a good attorney and your advisor is going to be able to help you a lot there. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's go to a job change. Uh, how about this for a major life event, right? Especially if we're getting closer to retirement. And whether we are asked to step away, whether we, mm-hmm. whether the job change is not our doing or it is our doing, uh, give us some big things to think about here. And obviously, a lot of this is going to come back to possibly being laid off or you know downsizing. This is the kind of thing that you guys typically see is is um, as financial professionals is in, in that scenario where someone's on that cusp of retirement. And they're maybe being looking looking at being laid off, and now they got to figure out. Well, okay, should I just go into retirement early, or do I need to find another job? Right. And and today, so many people, you know, don't stay like like the old days. You know, thirty, forty years at the same position. Everybody's moving around, 
and the bigger companies consolidate so much that, uh, you know, it, it's not uncommon. You know, you're here one day and the next they ask you to leave just through, you know, cut cutting or, you know, whatever they're doing. But I think that on the financial side, a couple of things. One is, you know, if, if you're departing and getting a severance or some other large sum of money, you know, how is that going to play out for taxes, number one? And then, um, you know, how how is your financial plan going to be affected by that? In other words, if you're out of work for a long time, do you have the necessarily emergency fund? Are you going to have to use the severance for that? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people, and I've just had this with a friend of mine who he was actually asked to leave after many years and they gave him a huge severance, like $800,000. But you know, he's mid fifties and he's scratching his head saying, well, I, I don't really want to retire, but I don't think I can go make the money I was making at, you know, in the mid fifties. Right. Uh, yeah. So he's kind of uh, you know, well, what am I going to do with myself and, and what am I going to do for new opportunities uh, type of thing? And so he's struggling a little bit with that and what he wants to do there. And then really too, the, the next one really is um, now you've got retirement accounts potentially at the old employer. What are you going to do with those? You're going to leave them. Maybe they'll force you to, to take them elsewhere Talk to your advisor about that because you definitely want to um, explore that. Uh, and then I think that the toughest one, and I get this all the time as well. Like you were saying earlier, I think I'll just call it quits now. And mm-hmm, right. I just had one of my business owners in last week, and uh, he's he's young. You know, he's fifty one, and he's he thinks he can retire. And I, I said, well, you know, let's look at the numbers because I said, I, I frankly, I don't think he can. I said, I I do I do your finances. I, you know, unless you're thinking of me really cutting back, I, I think you're going to run out of money probably by the age of 75. And uh, mm. I don't think I've convinced him yet. But well, and, you know, I, but that's a great point there, Tony. And that's what you bring, you know, an advisor brings to the table, right? So this is the guy's wish. This is, this is his wants. He's on this uh, cusp here. And it's your job to be that sounding board to go, okay, let's run these numbers and see. And, and I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't think you're going to make it. So let's look at, we got to make some tweaks. Got to make some tweaks, and I told him we're gonna have you're gonna have to make some tweaks to your spending. And he is uh, he is conservative, so I, I said you you probably can do it, but you got to understand what you're gonna have to cut and yeah. know that you know you may run out of money, which it doesn't seem to bother him. Yeah, you know, it's like a- well, I'll just go do some work. You know, okay, I'll run out of you know if that's I do, a, I do. That's a tough one though, right? Because it's like okay, I'm gonna cut some things to make these numbers work um, to get into retirement early. And are you really going to be like, that feels like a short-sighted goal, right? Like the first five years, you might be totally, uh, you know, like, yes, I made the right decision. This is great. But as your quality of life stays diminished or you're not able to do some of the things you want to do, then now you've regretted this decision and you are, look, like it or not, ageism happens out there in the workforce, right? It's not supposed to, but it does. And it's going to be harder to get back in and maybe do the same exact thing or whatever. And I think you said he's self-employed, so maybe there's a difference there, but still. Well, I think in his case, because he's self-employed, the conversation I had with him is, you know, if you have to go back to work, what are you going to be skilled enough to do at that point? Yeah, Um, unless it's the same thing he's doing now, right? Yeah, which which I don't think he could do. And, you know, I just said, you know, you just, you got to think about these things That's and, true. and understand what you're, what well, you're getting yourself the medical, into. Like I'm 51 as well. I would, you know, I'm with him. I'd like, okay, cool. Let's <laughs> do it. like to retire, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I've got some medical issues and that's 14 years before I can, uh, is that right? 14 years before I can turn on social yeah, or Medicare. Uh, Medicare. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's a big chunk of change too. Now maybe he's it got, a, maybe he's got a spouse that's going to have him covered. 
which which this is my scenario as well. My I'm covered by my wife's because I'm self employed also, but still, that's something to consider, right? How are you shoring up that gap medically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm trying to talk to him a little bit about, you know, just maybe doing something, you know, even if it's just for some mad money, you know, and, and doing something part-time and he's, he's entertaining that. Yeah, pad you know, the stats, to, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. actually speaking of medical, let's, let's go to our next one then with that, Tony. Uh, and that's maybe, uh, you know, a major life event, unfortunately, like a big medical issue or a disability. Right. So I had open heart surgery at 41. I mean, that could, could have gone a different way and I may have not been able to work ever again. Now, luckily I've, I've been able to, right. But you just never know, like something could come back around or, you know, you you never know what could happen, right? And so what are some things to think about if you get hit with a, a big medical issue or even a disability? Well, the, on the financial side, it, it's it's one of the hugest issues is really, you know, making sure that you've got to have your your situation and enough uh, control, I guess I should say, that if something major medical happens, number one, you know, how's going to impact your financial you know, situation and, and what's your insurance going to pay? What's it not? If it's going to be something long-term, how's it going to impact your daily life? Um, e- even your life expectancy, you know, uh, you could be cut well short if depending on what it is. And, uh, you know, you've got to have some plans in case that happens and uh, even some contingency plans in there in case you start going down a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know, and right. And on top of that, you've got the mental side and, and the fact you've got to update policies and documents. And uh, I think sometimes when people get hit with this, they seem real rushed, you know, and, and, and I think there should be some urgency sure. to get yeah. some of this done. But, you know, make sure that you, you're methodically going through it. Make sure you get some advice, you know, from your advisor and then, you know, your, your significant other or others to uh, come up with the best plan to, you know, make make your life as, as good as possible for while you're here. Yeah, definitely. Which is hell what we all want to do, right? I mean, uh, medical issues or no medical issues. Yeah. And we got to definitely plan for this because you never, you know, like you said, there's lots of things, there's deterioration of the condition, there's updating the documents, there's any, even, even taking the time to see what kind of benefits or programs or assistance is out there to possibly help you. So lots of points to think about there. Should you be going through a major life event as that? And let's do our last one, Tony, we'll wrap it up with just plain old retirement. It's like, you know, people sometimes I think forget, depending on how they're viewing it, we're so busy accumulating money to get to retirement. We forget that retirement in and of itself is a major life event. You know, it's a total change. It is. And once you, my sister-in-law is going through it right now, we're helping her and she just, her last day of teaching was last Friday. And so, you know, all of a sudden she's entering this new phase. And when I saw her a couple of weeks ago, she happened to say, you know, I'm not going to have any money in June. And I said, you have a lot of money. You just don't have any money coming in from, you know, work. So, you, you know, you got to change your mindset a little bit. So, you know, she's coming in, we're, we're, we're developing an income plan for her, you know, so that she's got to develop this mindset of here's how much income I've got, just like a W-2, but it's just coming from different places. Right. And uh, we've got to change her strategies a little bit. So that's much more income oriented and uh, then work with her budget She's she's conservative as well, so she knows exactly how much how much she's spending on everything. But you've got to understand what your monthly bills are, so you can make sure you have enough for them. And then uh, she's got some health issues too. She's got lupus uh, fairly badly, and um, her life expectancy probably isn't all that long. Um, mm. And she knows that, yeah. and she, 
you know, understands that, you know, she wants to make sure everything is taken care of. We just kind of talked about that and uh, in case her health goes bad, but um, it is a big, a big mental change as, as along with the financial change, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I mean, so there's, I think you got to think about it. Yeah. You definitely have to check all those things. It's because it's a big gear shift, right? So there's tons of stuff that you, you've got to go through uh, when there's a major life event involved. And that's why having a qualified professional uh, in your corner can certainly help you. So if you have not considered doing so, uh, reach out to Tony and have a conversation about some things and get some stuff, uh, some planning processes going with Your Planning Pros. You can find them online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man. Uh, it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. So you can simply type that into the search box of those apps or, again, find it at Tony's website yourplanningpros.com. All right, my friend, thanks for breaking this down for me this week. I appreciate it. As always, have yourself a great week, and I'll see you soon. All right, see you soon. Thanks. Thanks, folks, for listening. We appreciate your time here on the podcast. We'll catch you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.